at lancogroup.com.au. Lanco Group, your business partner for engineering solutions. Listening to Paco Radio, brought to you by Senol on FNR Football Nation Radio. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Paco Radio here on FNR Football Nation Radio, brought to you by Senol. My name is Nick Tabano, and I'm joined here today by the coach of the under 20s and also the captain. We've got Nick Georgopoulos and Tomislav Budjobasic joining us live in the studio, guys. Welcome, uh, Nick. Welcome back. Obviously, we here last year for season one, but you're back. And Tommy, first time in the studios. Uh, great to have you guys on board. Awesome. Thanks for having us. Well, uh, obviously, let's let's get into the last weekend, guys. Uh, I mean, a good win on the road against Langmore, and unfortunately, it wasn't for the seniors. But you guys got the job done earlier in the day. I guess take us through uh, last Saturday. Yeah, it was trying conditions, Nick. To be honest, it's um, it's a decent drive down there from Pascavale, and um, to go down there and um, we'll supposed to play on the main pitch then we sort of got put onto the back pitch and uh, which is fine it was great it was a nice pitch there too also so um it was just about just getting the boys focus and it was wet cold uh, (laughs) everything you wanted on a melbourne's uh, winter's day so um it was good the boys adapted really well we we went one nil up in the first couple of minutes uh could have been two nil straight away after that from uh, liam um he's got the first also and um anyway lang warren got back in the game uh, like they did when we played them at CB Smith early in the year, which was great. Um, so then the, we yeah, we went behind 2-1, and then uh, in just before half-time we got another. Uh, went in 2-all, and then a um, little team talk and got the boys sort of reorganised a little bit a bit more on top of that and uh, come out in the second half and scored straight away. Went up 3-2, and um, the boys just fought that out, and that was actually Liam's um, third was his hat-trick actually for the day. Uh, which is good, and um, brought young uh, Ethan Georgopoulos on and um, with 15 to go, and he scored the, the seal in about the last 10 minutes to go, which was um, really nice, and um, it's good to see. It's um, been building up. It's been a really good, challenging year, actually, each and every week in the 21, so it's um, you don't sort of really know what you're coming up against each week, so that's the challenging part when you get senior players dropping out from the seniors and you've got a few injuries in the 21s and you bring a few up from the 18s, and which... Um, I think we've adjusted really well in doing that yeah. and um, doing that against Lang Warren. Also, um, I thought really pleasing just to come out with a positive result for two because they're a very good team. Then we'll see on equal points going into the game on 22 points and then to get that win sort of um, has pushed us away from them just for that game, which is great and uh, gives us a little bit of buffer. How do you see it from a playing point of view, Tommy? I mean, crazy game. You know, obviously winning that game, and you mentioned going into the game, a tie on points. It's a massive result as well for you guys. Yeah, it was huge. Um, leading up to the game, boys were pretty pumped for it. Um, conditions um, were tough, but as a centre-back, I like, I like the wet conditions. <laughs> um, but, yeah, we went ahead early, um, went down 2-1. Um, defensively, I thought, from my point of view, I think, thought the goals we cop were poor. Um, but we bounced back and you know, I thought it was a deserved result in the end and, yeah, hopefully take that into Shepparton this week. How'd you, have you guys seen this season to date? Obviously, this is your first sort of continuous year of football after two interrupted seasons, obviously none in 2020, but 2021. Such a disrupted season in terms of, you know, the whole year. But now you're starting to get some consistent games. And I guess how have you seen, you know, you guys throughout this year so far? 
I'll let Tommy talk because um, he's the one who's missed plenty of football. Yeah. Um, uh, I feel a little bit for those boys at that age um, with the O3s, you know, the O2s. Not so much the O4s and O5s. They've had plenty of football with the MPL, uh, JMPL sort of thing going on. So they've been sort of fortunate. But, you know, we've had to be patient with Tommy and his teammates moving forward sort of thing because we know that they've missed a fair bit of football. Um, but, uh, look, I'll let Tom explain because it's, it's more about him more mm. than anything else, really. Yeah, so first time we got locked down, we got locked down the day before the season actually kicked off. Mm. Um, which was tough. It was actually disappointing because I think we had a chance of actually doing something that season. Um, and then last year, obviously, getting cut continuously. We got cut three, four times, and we only ended up playing 13, 14 games last year. So in total, I've only most of us have only played about 25 games in about three years, mm. which is unheard of. It's not even a full season in some parts of the world, but it's been tough. Um, I think a lot of us have gone backwards, um, but you know, I think this season we've had a good good start um, developing. A few of us have had chances training with the seniors, coming off the bench with the seniors. So I think um, that's shown that we have developed this season, and hopefully, um, it more good things to come this season. So, as a player, how frustrating is it? during that period how did you sort of stay fit stay ready during that period especially last season because we'll ta- chatting to to terence carter as well with oliver stankowski last week saying about you know it was so hard to just get up on a whim like you know are oh, you playing this week now you know you're out of lockdown you're back and you know you have to sort of stay prepared for yourself how did you find it from a playing point of view uh, so the first time we got locked down i think it was good in a way that we got to reset um yeah. but missed it a lot yeah um just one-on-one park sessions getting on with mates so at that point i was in year 12 the first time we got locked down so we weren't even at school to play football at lunchtime so i lost that too um last year was was okay because we had that start where it was consistent like a normal pre-season we played played our games and then all of a sudden we got locked down and under ollie's was our coach last year we had that much running to do was was pretty crazy Um, but it was hard to motivate yeah Um, but last year we were close to that top spot and I think that motivated all of us to keep going Um, we'll send in our Strava stats into our our group chat send in the selfies and everyone was on board with it so it it was tough um, but we did it because we knew we had an end goal and unfortunately we couldn't achieve that last year, but hopefully we can do it this year. Nick, for yourself, coaching, I mean, how hard was it for you? Obviously, this is your first season in 20s, but going back to last year, you obviously were coaching a different team, but yeah. now getting that continuity this year as a coach and in terms of planning and everything else, I mean, how frustrating was last year in terms of not having that consistency, not being able to plan even weeks ahead, but sort of have to go week by week and just see whatever really happens? Yeah, look, it was difficult. Um, like I said, and like Tommy said, we, a lot of the boys were on Strava and we sort of managed them the best we could sort of thing and just to try and keep them motivated and keep them interested. And um, like I said, a lot, and, they, and they're committed boys. They're, they're really, really good. And a lot of those boys, obviously, I've had over the years. So um, it was just about them to sort of be mentally strong getting through that sort of thing and they keep them focused and... And we just kept persisting with them, sort of, and just sort of, you know what, if you want to do it, do it. Don't, mm. 
if you don't feel like you know what you're up today to go and do it because you know it was like Nick it was it was difficult you know what I mean it was even yourself as a person just to get mm-hmm. up and get motivated and go to work you know what I mean you, and you come home and it's just like the normal side of you, where you look forward normally going to training it's like oh, what am I going to do tonight sort of yeah. you know what I mean so um, it did get t- hard at times sort of thing and um, obviously just text messaging phone calls with the boys sort of thing and just keeping them you know, keeping them happy more than anything else. So, and they, they, they were really good. And then obviously, you know, coming into the end of last season and virtually coming into a pre-season with a lot of the newer boys sort of thing that I hadn't coached before sort of thing, it was just about them sort of getting back into the rhythm of it more than anything else. And there was no rush from me either with, with the 21s. It was just about them getting back, just kicking the ball, just enjoying it a little bit sort of thing. And we said, well, our season doesn't start to April. So we sort of said, you know what? Let's just take it easy. Yeah. We don't want any injuries. We don't want to rush into it. We, we can go 100 miles an hour if we wanted to, but we thought, no, they missed too much football um, and we just want to be really, really careful with them. And we're just speaking with Tommy outside, actually, just a few moments ago before we come inside. And we just sort of said that, you know, I think we've sort of balanced it the right way and we've, we've come into this season. And I think really now it's, it's sort of showing now that we've really been really consistent over the second half of the year that um, we've built up to where we are now, sort of thing, and we've had very limited injuries also, and which was the key more than anything else. How have you found the transition into coaching a 20s side this year? How, like, how have you found it personally in terms of taking that step this year? Yeah, look, well, we had a process in place that we wanted to sort of see happen at the club um, when I initially sat down with Lou um, towards the end of last season. And um, just obviously we had a little crop that are coming through which um, a majority of the boys in the 18s and some in the 21s and have been playing 21s this season um, and we wanted virtually a pool of 35, 36 players between the 18s and 21s and they have a little pathway and show them that there is a vision at the club to say that we want you to come through the 18s, 21s and then into the senior group um, and we have seen that in, especially in training sessions where some of the boys even on the 18s list are, are training with the seniors they're not even training with me anymore mm. if they're 18s or 21s um, and then boys with you know the 21s they go up and train with the seniors and then they are 18s and 21s virtually train three days four days a week together and I've never seen Nick at any club where you have your 18s 21s and even your senior group that know virtually every name of every player within those three teams. And I think we've created that this year and, it, and it's a credit to some of the older boys that probably think, you know what, the older, younger ones are coming in to sort of take their positions maybe. But um, it's been a real building process moving forward and it's a credit to the older boys, the young ones that are trying to push the older ones along a little bit and they're trying to stop the young ones from pushing them out of their positions too also sort of thing. So we've had this really good bond within the two change rooms and I think it just shows between what the 18s have done so far this year and what the 21s have done and it's it was a new challenge for me but I sort of knew moving forward that as long as we can get these two groups to work together, they're going to bring the best out of each other. And I think we've mm. seen that over, the, you know, these good six months that we've had together and it's really sort of showed along the way that, you know what, don't... Don't worry about age. These boys are really competitive and they're footballers and they want to play. So at the end of the day, I don't care if he's 16, 18, 21, but you know what? If he's good enough to go and play in the 21, he's good enough to play in senior as well. So be it. For yourself, Tommy, how much of a motivator is it when you see that there is that clear pathway for, for yourself and your teammates and everyone else that there is opportunities you know, coming up in the seniors and obviously the seniors being in the midst of a, a promotion push at the moment, obviously a really exciting uh, 
you know, group to be around right now. But for yourself personally, how much of a motivator is it that there is that chance to make that leap? Yeah, it gives you hope. Um, I've been at the club since under sevens, so it's 2008, and um, worked all the way through the age groups. And seeing that, it, hap- it has happened earlier as well, where we've had players come through, we've had Jesse Barbers, we've had those sorts of players come through, and we've seen it this year. Um, and hopefully it continues. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's positive. And in terms of, um, Nick, you mentioned it's you get players coming up and players coming down and players then going back to the seniors and everything else. In terms of planning, and I'll ask the same for you as well, Tom, in terms of just working with different teammates every week, how how do you juggle that, like, in terms of a week-to-week thing? Like, do you, do you chat to Alex early in the week and he says, look, I want... X amount of players and to come up and train and, and play this week and how, how do you have that sort of pipeline of communication like how does that all work yeah well pretty much uh, we have dinner on a Thursday night together at the club uh, between Oliver Alex and myself and Ivan the 18s coach who unfortunately couldn't make it in tonight due to work commitments but um, we have just a general conversation just and we go probably ramble on about, you know, 20 players in, in a, just over dinner and then and a drink or two sort of thing over a Thursday night uh, before we head into the weekend's games and in the, which players are virtually going to play for the 21s and which ones are staying for the seniors. So we work all that sort of thing and work through that. Um, and then virtually after a Sunday and on the Monday coming into, you know, the afternoon, we chat with Oliver and we go through the players' lists and, you know, which players are available for the seniors, which ones aren't, and which ones are available from the 21s to push up and help the seniors out on that Monday night or the Wednesday night. Um, so that's a balancing act in itself. Um, so that that has been really positive in the transition in the way we've done that and worked through that um, because it's only a phone call, text messages away, and it's like, bang, and it, yeah. it just happens. It just There's no hesitation, it just happens, you know, yeah. and, and that's a great thing. So we've worked through that really, really well so far, and that's worked well with, within the boys too, and they're just on board straight away. Yep, no problem. There's no ifs or buts about it. Um, and, the, and then the fact with the, the 18s, with that we do train the boys together with the 18s and 21s. Um, so then, obviously, they're all competing for positions also. And then, like I said before, there's a couple of boys in the 18s that are virtually training with the seniors anyway at the moment for the last you know half a dozen weeks, if not 10 weeks. Um, and they're on the 18s list still. Mm. They're not even on the 21s list. Yeah. Um, which is good for those boys because then if they're not playing on a Friday night, they get the opportunity to, you know what, still go and play on the 18s yeah. on a Sunday and then go and train with the seniors again on the Monday. So even if they do miss out on game time on a Friday night. which So it's worked in really well in that sense. So, yeah, look, it's not easy at all. It's a big mm. balancing act and there's a, yeah, a lot of phone calls and text messages in between sort of thing. But... Um, like I said before, we, we've worked with the boys and we've told them and we've just said to them that, you know what, at the end of the day, there's 18 spots available on a Sunday for the 21s, same for the 18s. Like, whoever's doing the best, whoever's working hard, you'll get the opportunity. Yeah. Um, same. Like, oh, I'll just mention one boy that we, he's been playing 18s and he played 11 games and he was absolutely fantastic. And then one of the left backs, uh, Isaac went and played for the seniors uh, the, the week after sort of thing and then we brought this young boy in and put him in the left back position in the 21s and uh, you would have thought it was like his 100th game that he played. <laughs> uh, he was absolutely fantastic, James, and um, credit to him. Um, but that's what we've been building up towards and that's what we want to see happen at the club, just that give these boys confidence within the younger group and to say, you know what, 
there's no difference between 21s and 18s. So just go and play. Just yeah. go enjoy yourself. As a leader, you know, obviously with different teammates every week and, you know, you've, you don't have the same squad you're working with and you get some senior guys coming down as well who are older than you too. How is that... How do you deal with that as a captain as well when you might have someone who is more senior as well coming down and as well working with a new group every week? Look, we all play a similar style of, of football, so we don't miss out on that component much. Um, getting used to each other's movements and all that sort of stuff, that does take a bit of time. Um, with the senior players coming down, we had we haven't had one, I don't think, since about maybe round three or round mm. four. The first one we had was Alex Pavlidis on yeah. Saturday. Um and I was actually waiting for something at the canteen on Saturday and one of the Langwarren coaching staff came up to me and he goes, between you and Alex, he goes, we couldn't shut you up um, <laughs> during the game. And I think that's that's a bonus where you have that senior player, so you've got yeah. that extra bit of leadership as well, um, leading from the back and especially further from behind me too. Um, yeah, it's good. So it's, yeah... Well, in terms of like just in terms of against the psyche of a centre back and having someone like Alex who is so experienced and has played it at such a high level and, you know, him coming down and working alongside him and obviously the relationship between yourself and your goalkeeper has to be, you know, pinpoint every time. How is that when you've got someone like Alex behind you who is, you know, so sure of himself between the sticks? It gives you another bit of boost of confidence. Um, you just need to have that sort of confidence being the leader of the team. Um, but having someone like Alex behind you gives that extra boost. Um, like, just the communication, time on the ball, where your options are to look up, time, composure, control the game. You, all that comes from the back. Um, and having Alex there with that experience, it's... It's essentially playing a senior brand of football when when a player like that comes down. And do you feel like that everyone else as well picks up off that energy, especially when you got someone in goals who is so experienced and you know he's barking out orders, but players get that lift because they're working with someone like him. Yeah, everyone everyone gets a bit of confidence from it. Um, I remember early on in the season we had Alex as well. I think it was round two, and one of the young boys came up. He goes, "Why is he yelling so much?" <laughs> That's just part of it. I go, yeah. just wait, wait till I kick in as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's part of the environment. That's that's what it is. So, yeah, yeah it's it's a confidence booster, definitely. Well, you mentioned you're off to Shepparton this weekend. No, we're home. Oh, you're home this week. Don't have to, thank God. Yeah. Don't have to go. I've got two big uh, yeah. road trips. But um, in terms of, I was going to mention about the road trip, first of all, about going to Lang Warren, because we are talking to Terence last week. It's a two-hour drive for him, and for some it might even be longer. But for you guys, in terms of preparation, going out on the road like that, does it play on your mind at all when you have the long car ride there? It's an early game as well. It's at 12.30 in the afternoon. You know, you've got to get there extra early. How do you prepare for that sort of situation, like for those sort of games when it's that extra bit of distance to take into consideration instead of going just up the road to CB Smith? Yeah. Um, Saturday was was an interesting drive. I uh, drove down by myself. Yeah. Um, had the music to keep me company. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, turning on to, I think it was Barrett's Road and... You look and there's <laughs> there's no road there. It's just yeah. mud and potholes. So yeah, I think that um led the boys on. I think gave us a bit more bit more fire in the belly. Like look where we've come. Like we need to get the points here. Yeah, uh, with all due respect to Lang Warren, but yeah, it was it was an interesting drive. The lot when we went up to Shepparton um, earlier on in the season, we caught a bus up, mm. um, which was which was good. We caught it up with the senior squad. Yeah. So. That wasn't too bad. Didn't have to drive, but driving down to Lang Warren was was interesting by yeah. yourself. Yeah. 
for yourself, Nick, as a coach? Do you do you find it difficult at all? Obviously, you don't have to do the running around, but yeah, you obviously yeah. uh, it's a lot more time to think about the game as well, a lot more yeah, you know, extra bit of uh, preparation. But h- how do you sort of see? It? How do you sort of tackle that as a coach? Oh, I sort of enjoy it actually. I think it's just because it takes you out of your little comfort zone. Hmm. Um, you walk in the CB Smith, and you, it just feels like home, pretty much. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. Uh, it's good. It just takes you out of that comfort zone. You go down and there, there's no one else besides, you know, you and the players and your little coaching staff that you got sort of thing. So there's about 20 of you as you walk in and no one else is around besides the lady making coffees there sort of thing. So um, it gives that little different vibe, um, which is good. And a sense of probably, I don't know, sense of security in the fact that that boys in that change room, that, that bond that you have sort of thing, that brings you together in that moment sort of thing, which is great. Um, and it's like about us and that's it yeah yeah. you know yeah Um, so then yeah like I said Shepparton's a long trip and obviously Langwarren sort of thing so other than that they're all pretty local and um but, yeah, you just take it on board and just use yep. it moving forward. So. And this weekend, GV Suns, I guess, you know, what are you expecting from them? We know they've had a bit of a tough year, you know, in terms of the way they've been playing, obviously, at least from a senior level. But from what you guys have seen from them so far, what sort of game are you expecting this Saturday? Yeah, I was speaking with Tommy outside before, so I was reviewing the game um, then when we played them early in the year sort of thing. So, look, they were very good against us. Mm. Um for some reason or another, we just looked disjointed the first time mm. we played them around. Um, so hopefully in the way we've been playing and the way we've been going about things over the last um, six to eight weeks, sort of thing, we've been very consistent in what we've been doing. So hopefully, you know what, we can bounce back against them because they, they were very good, they were very sharp mm. um, and, and they made it challenging for us up there. Yeah. Uh, and they made it really, really challenging. So look, we're looking forward to bounce back against them. We, we really owe it to ourselves um, to sort of go out there and really perform this week. Mm. And for yourself, Tommy, what, what sort of game are you expecting from them, I guess, just at least from being out there and, you know, coming up against them earlier in the year? Um, expecting a very tough game. Shepton, yeah. whenever we play them, it's never easy. Mm. Um, so, look, going back from last time, they they had their chances. And from a def- defensive point of view, again, we, we were disappointed with the way we conceded again last time. And... Hopefully this week we can rectify those issues and bounce back. Nick, just on your sort of, you mentioned obviously Alex has come into the club, obviously he's a new face and you've been at Pasco Vale for so long now and you, you, you obviously have worked with so many different coaches, but working with Alex, how has that relationship been, I guess, in these early stages, obviously? You mentioned you have your Thursday dinners, a lot of communication, but working with him directly as 20s to seniors, I guess, how has that relationship been over the early stages? Yeah, it's been really good, Nick. Like, I, I might have been one of the first to ring Alex up and congratulate him on getting the job sort of thing and welcome him to the club. And I just think that, you know, he's got a wealth of knowledge sort of thing that I can use moving forward sort of thing and um, vice versa too sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and we've both corresponded in that sort of way. And we just said just bounce off each other and help each other moving forward. And, like, our obviously priorities the seniors and getting them up there and getting them promoted sort of thing. And... Hopefully we can get a few younger boys um, pushing through and helping, supporting him and doing that. Um, so he's, he's been really, really good. Um, with Ollie too, obviously, we've had a good relationship with Ollie over the last few years. So I've been working together with the 18s, 21s, and now with the senior group. So uh, I just really think that the, the vibe between the two groups is, is really, really good. The yeah. correspondence, the communication, I think it's at a really good level where there's no... You know, oh, but this player, 
there's none of that. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's been really good. You know, I need a player, take a player. Two, yeah. three, four, five, whatever it is, yeah. take them. And you know what? And that's what it's about, Nick. You know, it's getting mm. the boys up there and promoted and getting them into the seniors and senior environment. So I'm loving it because when they do go in that senior environment, they're training with the senior. Then they, when they come back to the 21s, they come back with their yeah. shoulders up and say, you know what? Here I am. I'm back. You know yeah. what I mean? So we, which is great and positive for me as a 21s coach. So um, really... Really, really positive. Um, I, I cannot say anything else than to say, you know what, in what we're doing, I think it's the right way. I think it's a positive way in the way we're moving forward within the you know, groups that we have there. And just sort of, not ecstatic, but at the moment sort of because I you know, would love us to be sort of moving along a little bit quicker and making things happen and seniors, seniors maybe get one or two better results, but that's football. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, Tommy, for yourself, you mentioned you've been at Pasco Vale since you were under sevens, you said. Under sevens, yeah. Under sevens. How has your journey been at Pasco Vale? I mean, you've been there from basically, as you said, seven years old, now you're playing in the 20s, I guess. Take yeah. us through your journey at the club. Um, so, yeah, it was started very early. Um, I was kicking a ball around from, I reckon, as soon as I was born. <laughs> um, yeah, so came Pasco Vale when I under sevens, followed the mini ruse journey all the way up, and then... The first year the NPL came in was um, I jumped into the under 12. So I've been in the NPL system from the start too. I um, still remember that first game of the NPL. Away to Hume, 5 0 loss. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's been it's been good. It's been yeah. enjoyable. Um, there's been ups and downs. Um, but look, I think it's shaped me into the footballer that I am today. So obviously, as well, your dad being part of the club as well, sort of taking you through as well. And obviously he's played at such a high level too. How has that helped your progression, I guess, come along and, you know, taking that advice from someone who has been there and done that? Yeah, my dad always says he's never forced me to play, mm. um, which I appreciate because I don't feel forced. I'm doing it out of love Yeah, by myself, yeah. Um, the support that I get from him, unbelievable. Um, car rides home. I don't drive with him in the car. Now I've got my own car. Yeah. Um, but look, I think that having that extra support helps me develop as a footballer um, in other ways too. Yeah. Um, Dad only came involved in the club recently. So other mm. than that, he was been coaching as well. Obviously, playing at a high level too. Having that experience has obviously helped me too. Has he ever coached you before? Like, has he has he been your coach before? We've seen Never. the. No, because no. we've seen the uh, like the father son relation in terms no, no. of coaching and everything. He, he's taken one session before. Um, that was back at under 11s, I think it was, where mm. the coach couldn't make it and begging my dad. And my dad goes, All right, I'll take it just for the boys. But no, he's never coached me. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. And Nick, as well, I wanted to ask obviously, now your son has made the move to play for Green Gully. Now, obviously, he's had a you know a bit of an injury, injury interrupted period, but he's, he scored the other week as well. He's in some good form, I guess. How have you seen his progression now that he's, you know, playing obviously at the high level with Gully at the moment? Yeah, really good, Nick. It's a different challenge, obviously, with him at the moment, sort of thing. It's a fairly strong group there at Green mm. Gully, which um, Steve Downs has sort of put together this year, which is, um, it's, it's good and it's good for the club, obviously. Um, he's finding it really, I don't know, how can you say, he, he's one of those boys that come out of COVID. Mm. When he went into COVID uh, at the age of 19 sort of thing, he was flying high sort of thing, as yeah. you would say, um, uh, which was fantastic sort of thing. And um, then went into COVID and sort of, you know what, just sort of probably took a step back a little bit and just relaxed a little bit sort of thing. And then obviously when the started going again and obviously sort of thought, well, well we're going now and we're sort of, 
stopped again. So he's sort of found that little transition, like Tommy was sort of saying, that with those younger boys sort of thing, it's it's about them just loving the game, just going and yeah. playing sort of thing. And uh, we did a fair bit of work in the backyard with uh, himself and uh, his brother and me sort of thing. And um, um, trying to be the father, not the coach. But <laughs> I'm uh, still trying to make them work sort of thing and just put a bit of light at the end of the tunnel saying, you know what, we'll be back soon, we'll be back soon playing. So, look, I, I love just going to watch him play. Mm. Um, I think he's got a ton of ability and um, he's got the will at his feet if he really wants it sort of thing to go on to be a footballer sort of thing. Um, it's just, yeah, obviously, you know, and this is why we sort of set up what we did, Nick, at the club at Pascoal because over the last few years we had... Uh, Nicholas, obviously, and Aysen Ishak sort of thing, um, who went on to Melbourne Victory. Um, and we had these couple of boys that have come in through the under-18s and the 21s, and they've been playing consistent football mm. at Pascaval at senior level. And then we hadn't had that for about a year or two. We've always had one or two boys that have come sort of in and out of the senior squad. Um, and this is what I sort of made a big point of to Lou at right at the start of uh, the end of last season, was that, you know what, if I'm going to take this 21s job... This is what we need to have happening. We need to have, you know what, at least half a dozen boys yeah. over the next, you know, year, two, three years playing in that senior football team and consistently. Yeah. Not just in and out sort of thing, you know. If someone comes along and takes them and, and they go and we understand football and that's what happens yeah. sort of thing. But as a club, if we can grasp this, what we have underneath and what we've got at the moment with these boys between the 18s and 21s and coming through with the 16s, then hopefully that we can move that forward and hopefully these boys are playing senior football consistently in the next couple of years. As a coach, when you see a player make the jump and start playing consistent senior football, obviously coming up and making that move, how like does, do you feel that sense of pride as well that you've had that a bit, like you've you've been part of that journey for him and he's you know made that move and he's reached where he is now? Like do, do you almost oh. feel a sense of badge of honour? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, look at the end of the day, you know, I'll put a heap of work with him. Yeah, thing, even at home and uh, on the football pitch sort of thing. So. Uh, and there's been a few, a few other coaches sort of thing that have been involved with him over the years, obviously. But um, look, it, it is a sense of pride, and it's just more pride with now with what we're sort of having coming through at the club too. Mm. Sort of thing. I said I've had these boys for a while now, sort of thing, and just looking at their growth and development coming through, it's just it's really really pleasing, and it's just self satisfaction for me to say, you know what, hopefully I'm and I think I'm doing the right thing by these boys, bringing yeah. them along. Um, and seeing them move along and doing the right thing by themselves, then that's the key sort of thing. So when they have moved on from the club or, you know, from me, then they're still using their tools that they've got sort of thing to really grasp it and sort of really improve and keep going on with it. Well, we're into the second half of the season now with you guys, obviously, you know, reverse fixtures now, playing everyone again, getting towards the tail end. What's the goals now for you guys heading into the second half of the year? Because obviously you mentioned the squad changes every week. There's no real promotion relegation unless the seniors get the job done. Um, what, what are those goals now? Is it just to try finish as high as possible, try and win the league? Like, how, how do you guys sort of see it from here? Uh, there is a final system. Oh, there is a final there system, is, yep, yep. Yeah, there is a top four system. Oh, brilliant, yeah. yep. So um, obviously that's been a bit of a little incentive for us sort of thing to to get up and stay there. But, look, from day one, we've always said, and uh, like I said, with, with Lou, um, the communication was right from the start that we'd, we're just here to develop footballs. Mm -hmm. And that's what we want to see. And um, for these boys come through and virtually to play senior football and train with the seniors. Um, and that's what it's going to be about more than anything else. And the results will come, hopefully, uh, as we go along sort of thing. And if they do, they do. If they don't, they don't. But it's more about seeing these boys go and train on their Monday, Wednesday with the senior group 
is more self-satisfaction than rather than seeing, you know, oh, I was in second or third or fourth or whatever it is sort of thing um, at the end of the year. But, you know, if we can, you know, grasp everything together and put it all together sort of thing and turn up on the on weekend and put a result together, it's really good. And, but like I said, it, it is challenging because there's different players coming in and the squad week in, week out. So, you know, so we have eight, under 18 boys sitting on the bench on a Friday night, then they go play for the 18 yeah. on on a Sunday sort of thing, so and just managing their time, obviously, sort of thing, making sure they're not overloaded either. But um, you know, I think Tommy will say, I, I don't think we've once said, you know, we, we want to go and win the league or anything like that. Yeah. It's just about, you know what, if the car is there at the end of it and we're good enough, we're there and we'll compete. Do you sort of set yourself some personal goals for this season, Tommy? Like, is there something that, you know, when when you look at the year, obviously, as you mentioned, there is finals, there is that. You have, it's, it's hard to sort of plan for that and obviously you've got to push for it at the right time and set that expectation at the right time don't want to look too much to ladder but for yourself personally do you set yourself a bit of a goal throughout the season yeah i do um i think i started setting myself for goals probably about under 15s under 16 stage um and for the last few years i've had that goal of when i've come into the into the under 21 squad to play some senior football that season mm. Um, obviously, that first year I played in the 21s, there was no season at all, so I couldn't yeah. achieve that. Last year, I think I was getting close, um, but then again, the season got cut. <laughs> um, but again, this year, I've set myself the same goal of trying to play some minutes in, in the senior squad this season. Um, I did that in pre-season, but I want actual league minutes. Mm. Um, so if I could achieve that personally and hopefully be in that set up very soon, then I think, I think I'll be on the right path. So in terms of Pasco Vale as a club, obviously it's obviously all levels are now starting to play again. We're starting to see obviously continuity all the way down to Mini Roos. Are you starting to feel that vibe again that you know the football club's back up and about now? Things are starting to feel a bit of bit of normal normality. You know things are starting to tick along again. That that real sense of what was there prior to COVID is starting to come back. Yeah, it's obviously explaining as a, as a player. I think from a player's point of view, Nick, I think more importantly, you know what I mean. Yeah, I think the vibe the vibe's coming back slowly. Mm. Um, getting obviously the seniors getting relegated in two thousand nineteen, not two thousand nineteen put a bit of a damper. Um, but I think we bounced back pretty strong. Um, we're obviously disappointed. Um, but last year I coached in the uh, the under seven squad. Yeah. So now coming into training and the mini roos are running around and you see the parents again. So that vo- that family vibes I think is yeah. back. Um, not that we ever lost or anything, but I think it's it's coming better off now. I mean, take us through your coaching experiences. Obviously, you said under sevens. Is this yeah. your first full year now in charge, or was so did you do last, some? Pro- uh, last yeah. year uh, was my first full year. I think yeah. it was before. I think it was that week before their season actually started. Their coach pulled out, and the, co- uh, the Rizzi coach last year, Ollie, actually asked, "He goes, would you be interested?" And I said, "Look." with around training and everything, I can try and work something <laughs> yeah. out, yeah. Um, and I did. Um, I took the boys for the whole season until it got postponed. Um, it was interesting. Um, you see uh, the, a different side of football. Yeah. Um, Organising training sessions, managing players, even at that level, managing parents as yes, at that level yes. was a big thing. Um, but I think I did a pretty decent job. Now I do a bit of coaching one-on-one um, mm-hmm. with a few players um, just and I think that helps me too um, as well because I'd jump in in a few sessions as well so yeah in terms of like you know in terms of the coaching sort of balance in terms of getting used to it 
did you find it difficult to start in terms of managing different players and their you know their temperaments and mentalities and you mentioned the parents side of things that is probably more prevalent when they're younger as they get older it changes a little bit but how do you find that adjustment um well training will was wasn't too bad planning sessions i anything football i'm obsessed yeah. with. so playing the whole session part i had no issue with i'd finish uni or i'd be on a uni break and i'll be and i'll be planning a session for that night yeah. um that wasn't the issue managing a few of the boys some of them obviously at that level they're all at, at different levels. yeah sure um so managing that i think it got to the point in the season where i had that many players that i brought in another team out of mine and we split the boys up we didn't split them up on ability we actually mixed them up so we thought you know what if the better so-called better kids uh, mixed with the kids that are just coming into football and it worked um mm. a lot of the kids actually developed a lot quicker than what we thought yeah um pushed a few of the boys now bypass the under eights completely pushed them up to the under nines wow um so they've developed there with the parents it it was a bit it was interesting at the start mm. um coming into it didn't know much about it so I think I managed the parents well too. It was interesting, phone calls and all that. Uh, why is he not in the squad this week or whatever? And then you have to explain to him. I've got uh, 18 boys and the mini ruse rules, you can only have, I think, eight or so uh, for, yeah. that, for that squad, especially out in the sevens, there's only four aside. Yeah. Um, so then managing that rotation-wise, keeping an app on your phone, you got game time, equal game time, then you're like, okay, I've got to manage it over two weeks yeah. now, okay. So, yeah, it, wor it worked well. Yeah, I mean, that, that that would be tough because you've obviously got to have the tough decisions. You've been there, obviously you've done it and you've had, the, had to make the tough decisions. I mean, I'll ask the both of you, when you deal with those tough decisions, like how, how do you guys like to handle it or look to handle it, probably best way to put it? Oh, Nick, I think I've sort of managed it quite well over the years, to be honest. I've um, virtually just sat the parents down from day one yeah, and, and the players and just sort of said, well, this is how it's going to work yeah. with me and... These are my rules. Obviously, the club's got their rules, sort of thing. And um, if we can't work by my rules, yeah. And but my phone's on, ring me, text me, whatever it is. But if you've got something to say, please come and see me. Yeah. I don't have to go and see anyone else. Speak to anyone else. Let's deal with it here in front, if we can. And then you know what? If we have to go further down the club, then we will. But yeah. Other than that, I, I've sort of been fortunate. I've had a pretty good run in that sense. Um, I know. It, oh, there's always one or two. <laughs> Parents or players that aren't happy all the time. <laughs> yeah. But that happens. That's football. You know yeah. what I mean? And that's probably in any sport. Yeah. Um, you know what? Like I said, with even my old boy, when I go see him and sit on the bench, I'm not happy either. You know yeah. what I mean? But at the, at the end of the day, you know, well, well, I'm not the coach. Yeah. So he's the coach and I'm not going to ring and complain to him either. Yeah, so no, you sure. You know what I mean? So uh, it's just one of those things that you just sort of manage as, as you sort of go and, and you see fit. But um, look, yeah. Every parent wants to see their kid out there playing sort of thing, but there's going to be times when, when they're not and they're going to get taken off when you probably think they should be on the ground yeah. and they're not. So, look, yeah, it is it is difficult. But, like, you know, like Tommy said, it's great for players like Tommy to get involved with the little mini roost. You know, when, mm -hmm. um, we had a session last week with the senior group, actually with um, all the senior players with the mini roost, um, which was quite funny sort of thing. And so... Yeah. The, you see them chasing around with the mini roos having a kick sort of thing which is great uh, yes yeah. gives that little vibe amongst the club um, that you know we want to sort of just be 
altogether, mm. which is great. Yeah, for yourself, Tommy. Like, do you, have you you um like in terms of managing parents, kids? Like, because obviously, it is tough to say to someone. Obviously, like they're not playing this week. Did you find it tough at the start and easier as it sort of came along as well? Um, yeah, I found it tough. Like, you see a little six-year-old running around and mm. can't play this year. <laughs> yeah. It's like yeah. you shouldn't be making these calls at yeah. this young of an age. Yeah, but. I think it was managed well, like Nick said. I spoke to the parents at the start and I told them exactly how I was going to go mm. with it um, and it worked well. So, yeah. like Nick said, there's always that one or two parents that have an issue with something and mm. you work your way around it and yeah, yeah. it works. Well, before we wrap up, guys, I mean, the elephant in the room is obviously what happened this morning with the Socceroos. I mean, we're all still a buzz. We're still, we're running all on fumes here at the moment. I'm assuming the both of you guys were all up this morning watching that game. What were your thoughts? Quite amazing, Nick. Yeah, quite amazing. Like, um, oh, geez, do I think we're going to get a result? Probably not <laughs> for the game. But then watching Peru the way they sort of played, I think to myself, well, we've got to stay positive here and we're probably yeah. going to get something out of this. But, um, Watching the first half, you probably thought, you know what, this probably going to penalties, and uh, yeah. and it did. And look, yeah, congratulations to uh, the Aussies. It's it's a great achievement to get there again. Yeah. Well, would you ever do what Arnie did with bringing a goalkeeper on like that before no a penalty chance. shootout? No chance. No. And I and I think the keeper that I took off, I don't think he'll be talking to me tomorrow. <laughs> For yourself, Tommy, how'd you see it? Um, I woke up actually for the game, and I was I was a bit nervous. I don't know if I was I watched that game for the first half and I chucked on the Croatia-France yeah. game too so I had two screens going at once so watching both games look I'm happy that Australia's going to a World Cup yeah. um, so I'm going to have two two nations there with Croatia and Australia Yeah. Um, but yeah I think they got the job done which is what they needed um, did they play the best sort of football probably not um, <laughs> but they're there yeah. and I think uh, that's all that matters I think we're all basic of that same opinion. It wasn't the best, but hey, at least we got there. <laughs> well, guys, thank you so much for coming on board. Um, good luck for the rest of the season. Good luck for, for this weekend as well. Friday night, I'm assuming, playing as well, just for the season. Saturday. Saturday. Oh, yeah. so not Friday night game no, this week. They're coming from Sheffield. They're coming uh, from Sheffield. Of course. Give a bit of allowance there. Yeah. yeah. No, fair enough. Well, guys, again, thank you. Good luck Saturday, and I'm sure we'll chat to you guys again very soon. Appreciate it. Well, this wraps up Paco Radio for this week here on FNR Football Nation Radio, brought to you by Senol. Miss any of it, head to Spotify, Apple Podcasts and catch up with the full thing there. So for myself, Nick Tabano, it's goodbye for now. You're listening to Paco Radio. Brought to you by Senol on FNR, Football Nation Radio.